Good day. Welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and tonight I am one man's opinion why we love football and why we should love football. The music I'm listening to comes from the great Donald Byrd and the Blackbirds. Really nice man. Got the opportunity to talk to him a lot and work with him in North Carolina Central. Um, the song is Falling Like Dominoes from 1975's Places and Spaces album. Listen, I love football. And as a society in the United States of America, I would think the majority of us at least like football. And the NFL, the National Football League, started its regular season Sundays today. I am a born and raised, diehard, to the wool, Philadelphia Eagles fan. And three things needed to happen today that happened today that I thought would happen. I predicted we would win. I thought we would win. And then I believe we had to win. And we did all three. The beauty in the first weekend of the NFL is that everybody has faith that their team can be the best. Even though it's just one game, we put so much into that one game because many of us are so passionate about the game of football. And football, it's everything we are as a society in the shape of a game, which I think is part of the reason why we're so attracted to it. The main reason I believe we're so attracted to it is because in its purest form, it's violent. It's a violent game. Always has been. And where people think that it's changed, where we've taken out some of the things that made it more violent in the past, maybe so from a rule standpoint, but the athletes are bigger, stronger, and faster. So the collisions have intensified. That's part of the reason why we like it. We are a violent society. Always have been. I grew up as a kid, the only thing you could see on TV when we had black and white TVs and early color TVs were westerns where people were getting killed in every episode or detective or police stories where people were getting killed in every episode or Perry Mason and any kind of courtroom shows where people were getting killed in every episode. Not a lot of kissing, not a lot of loving. We're violent people. But here's the things that football also elevates in us. I believe in a lot of ways that it elevates race. Um, you need to have talent and be able to work hard. I think those are the two, two of the footprints for success in football. Be talented, be a hard worker. From there, the scales go one way or the other and, and, you know, to the ceiling and the floor. But Men of different colors, of different backgrounds, of different everything work together because they each have a dream they want to achieve and a goal they want to have success in and a lot of it might be dependent on the person that's next to them regardless of who he is or where he's from. You stay together, you eat together. You know each other's families. That doesn't go away when football does. You bring different perspectives 
to life that I'm sure with the majority of time, with, with the, the, the great deal of time they spend with each other, these things are discussed. We don't have to know. We never do have to know. But they're discussed with each other and their friendships maintain long after their football days are gone. Again, doesn't matter what race you come in with, the culture of the environment connects people like it would in any situation. This is the Brothers Johnson from 1976. Uh, look out for number one. The song is I'll Be Good To You. And football is good to them. I don't buy into the, don't want to hear about um, plantation life and how that's related to football players because this is America. People can own businesses, okay? And if there was a black owner, would we still be thinking the same way? And there has been, I believe, one who tried from Minnesota a couple years ago. Might have owned it for a few years, I believe. But that, you know, let's let's not do that. Um, plus, there is such a thing in the NFL called the collective bargaining agreement, which sets up the bylaws for players of the league and then a lot of legal matters. I'm just spitballing on what I think it's about. But I do know that the players voted to give the right of discipline to the commissioner. They had to agree that the commissioner could be in charge of discipline. So they have a lot of say-so in what goes on. It is a brutal business. Yes. But no one is coerced into going into this business. It's a job also. And I think for the outside, people on the outside, because it's just a game to us. It's a game, yeah, but it's a job to them. A job that pays very well. They're not all millionaires. They don't all have to be. But the starting salary for an NFL player, I believe, is somewhere in the neighborhood of $535,000 a year. How you manage your money, a lot of us making $120,000, $150,000 a year could do a whole lot more if we were making that money. And that's the bottom end of the scale. The harder you work, the more talented you are, the more passionate you might be. I don't know, but you can grow into that too. You can make more money, and a lot of them do. The average year salary, I mean, the average career span of an NFL player, I believe it's about 3.4 years. That's about all. But in three years, you can well make well over a million dollars. The sacrifices are great. But again, in today's world, more than ever, the players know what they're getting into before they get into it. It's a passionate game. It really is. It's a precise game. Um, you have to execute the right things. The myth that football players are not smart is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. For all the things that a center has to, has to see and do before the snap of the ball. For all the things the quarterback has to see and do. For all the things defensive players. It is a smart game. And you have about .1 tenths of a second to react the wrong way and you're beat. And that's why we as fans love it. Because of the precision. Um, it's confrontational. That goes back to the violence of the game. It is a confrontational game. And it's a celebratory game. Yeah, you want to celebrate. We go crazy in the stands. How do we expect a player who actually did what we in the stands are going crazy about? How can we expect him not to enjoy it too? The other things about football. I say 
It's everything we are in the shape of a game as a society. But because everyone is being paid well, a lot of the tensions outside of making the team, outside of obtaining that job, a lot of the tensions we have in everyday life aren't there. Put myself in the frame of mind if if I'm making $500,000 a year and a bill is not a thought of mine, unless I just forgot it. There's no stress. Then Then you're more able to put that energy into what you're doing other than how do I put that energy into making money to keep doing it, if that makes sense. Um, they should be compensated well. Again, we are a supply and demand society. The demand for football is great. The, the Super Bowl is probably watched by more than half of this country. So everybody is aware of it. But it's still a game. But the game also forces us to do certain things. This is Cameo from 1986. Word up album, it's candy. The game is like candy, it's sweet. Here's the deal, it forces us to connect. In a locker room, you have to connect with the people you're with. Um, The quarterback from Idaho might have an offensive line from the Midwest or Florida or wherever, but they're going out to dinner. They're going over each other's houses playing video games, playing with each other's kids. They are connecting because they have to, because the job they want, the job they have, they can do better in that job if the man they're with next to them does his job too. And you have a good feeling about each other. You have to connect, you have to communicate. You have to think and act instinctively at the same time. Think about that. You have to think and act instinctively at the same time. We wonder why quarterbacks get so much money. They've got three seconds to process something before somebody comes to take their head off. So the game has, has, has certain levels of, of, of mental, mental gymnastics that a lot of us don't do every day. But the other thing you got to do once you're on the field is you have to trust. You have to trust because it's a physical game. You have to trust that that person on your left, your left tackle, A knows what he's doing, P will do his best at what he's doing, and C, if he doesn't, will try even harder because he doesn't want to disappoint you or his team. Football is a team game. It's a tribal game. Um, Whatever city you're from, you you are a fan of that team, or whatever team you are a fan of, it doesn't matter too many times what players come and go on your team. Just get a new jersey if it's your favorite player. You are a fan of the team. That's the nature of football. That's why so many of us who get into it, the, the people who are, who are in our lives who might not like it, they appreciate it because they see the passion that we see. They see the fun that we see in the game. And if we could just transfer more of that game to everyday life in the way we deal, we do probably, we just aren't aware of it. Because maybe we're not as passionate in our jobs as we are about the games we like. I don't know. It's just my thoughts. I'm just happy that football's here. I think it elevates us all. I think we just keep open to being real with each other. We learn from each other. And we have a lot of fun. That's why I think we love football. It's everything we are in the shape of a game. 
My name is Neil Bailey Harper. This is the Talk It Out podcast. Subscribe if you like or just do you. Be nice to hear from you, though. Have a good day, everybody. Fly, Eagles, fly. You beat the Redskins. That tastes like candy. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha!